Hi and welcome to this week's Orlando Insider Podcast. This week we're going to be talking about the DAS system, uh, which is the Disability Access Service at Walt Disney World Resort, and how it can help people with both visible and hidden disabilities um, use the lightning lanes. Those are the shorter queues to be able to get onto the rides uh, quicker and easier. So I was actually in Orlando. I flew back uh, two days ago, uh, so I'm a little bit jet lagged because uh, I went via Miami uh, and I had a long layover, so I just sat around. And also, I can't sleep on planes. But enough about me. Let's get on with telling you all about how DAS works. So basically, with DAS, what you do is you register, you let them know the reasons that it would be uncomfortable for you to be able to use the regular standby queues. What they then do is, if that's all approved, is you need to have your part tickets or magic bands. They will then link this to your the DAS on the My Disney Experience app. And then you can go through and you can select rides. And we'll get into a bit more detail uh, about how that works and then how the virtual queue works as well. So what are the benefits? The benefits are that you, someone who finds it uncomfortable to stand in a regular standby queue gets to use the lightning lanes. The lightning lanes are usually a much kind of quicker queue. When you get up to the attraction, you'll see a standby lane and you'll see the lightning lane as well. Some of the rides also have single riders as well, but won't sort of go into those kind of details. We'll say that for another day. But for this one, you're going to go and use the lightning lane. Um, it's quite a flexible system because what it would do is, whilst you're in this virtual queue, you can go off and go and do other things as well. So if you want to go and get a snack, go and get a Mickey bar, sit down, maybe watch a bit of the parade. Uh, if you see a character walking around, go and see them. Or maybe go on a ride that doesn't have a particularly long queue. For example, if you're in the studios, um, you might find that actually there's a showing of the Frozen show which is during the, the wait time that you have to wait to come back to the other attraction that you want to go on to. So you might just go in and go and watch the Frozen show because that usually you just walk into it to show so you don't have to sort of queue up or anything like that. It The aim is to uh, make it Disney more of an inclusive place so that it is accessible for everyone, uh, whether you have a visible a disability or a hidden disability. Everyone gets to enjoy the experience of being at Disney. So... Um, who qualifies for DAS? So DAS is the Disability uh, Access uh, Service. I was going to call it DAS. He's uh, a lot kind of quick. It's a DAS. It's important to note that disability issues alone do not automatically qualify for a DAS. Uh, the Walt Disney World Resort is designed to be wheelchair and scooter friendly with accessible ramps and entrances everywhere that you go. Therefore, guests with mobility issues using a wheelchair or a scooter will just use the regular line. So if you're in a wheelchair, you don't uh, qualify for DAS. You might qualify for it for other reasons, but just having a wheelchair uh, does not mean that um, that you can't actually go into the regular queues, okay? So DAS is designed for guests with disabilities to prevent them from waiting in prolonged standing positions or those with sensory disabilities that may be uh, aggravated by being in crowded environments and long lines. Um, Disney don't really kind of put out an entire list because they try and make it sort of uh, as individuals. They don't want people sort of going and faking things, uh, to, to which did happen quite a lot in the past. And uh, Disney sort of have sort of clamped down on it. They try to make it as fair and as easy to do as possible. So Daz is designed for guests who are unable to wait in the conventional standby lines. They can't really ask for any documentation, but um, they might ask you a couple of questions to sort of uh, to go through uh, to work out what sort of what's kind of best for you. 
It's important to note that only six people per registration can get access. This is to stop people having massive groups. This did happen in the past. What people would do, with did qualify for the DAS um, system. Uh, sometimes uh, people would pay them to go to the theme park with them and basically let them go and skip the queues. So Disney are really kind of cranking, clamping down on that, um, which is why it's limited to six guests per registration. So if you had two people in your group can get DAS, say, for example, you're a group of 10 and there's two people that qualify for it, then everyone could, uh, can do it. It's important to note that so, so when you go through and you select, um, you have to click on, uh, so if it was me, for example, I would click on me and then I'd click on who else is in the group. That person has to go on the ride, so you can't get it for other people. So the person who holds the DAS needs to actually get onto the ride. We'll get onto that a bit further uh, as we go through the podcast. So how do you register for DAS? Kind of the biggest kind of question. There's two ways of doing it. You can doing it using a video call in advance. We find this a bit sort of difficult to do within the UK because when you try to go onto the Walt Disney World website, it automatically sends you back to the UK one. And the UK one doesn't actually have the link at the moment, time recording November 2023, doesn't actually have the link to be able to take you through and register online. If you can get onto it using a VPN, then uh, you can register up to 30 days in advance. And what you'll do is you'll have a video call with a cast member who will go through and ask you exactly the same questions that you will do in the park. You're just doing it in advance, okay? If you can do that, great, fantastic. But all we've got to remember that they, they obviously work uh, on a ladder time. So 9 o'clock in the morning is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So you will be doing this uh, first thing in the morning. Uh, so you've got to think about when you can do it. But from uh, kind of our experience, just doing it in the park is really easy to do. As long as you're not going when it's really, really busy at guest uh, services. So that's kind of like first thing in the morning uh, after the extra magic time. Uh, so that's when the, the early theme park entry or if you're kind of doing it at sort of peak times. If something goes down for ride breaks, for example, there might be a lot of people with uh, guest services. Um, but they also have these pop-up tents. Uh, that, so you can see these uh, these big umbrellas, uh, like the ones you get outside pubs and things, uh, and they've got uh, guest services written on them. Uh, they're in blue. The people who work there are wearing blue. Uh, and you can actually do it there. So there's quite a few of these scattered around each of the vegan parks. You don't have to just do it at guest services. So if there's a big queue at guest services, Go and find one of these and go and do it there. It's actually where we did uh, the one that we did on, on our most recent trip. So go to guest services, uh, either at the front of the park or one of the pop-up locations. And then you basically tell the cast member that you uh, want to uh, apply for the DAS pass. Uh, they will then uh, ask some questions. And it's basically to do with um, why you can't uh, wait in the regular queue. So I'll ask you a couple of questions. It's nothing too evasive or too intrusive. It's not a doctor's examination or anything like that. It's absolutely fine. They will then uh, link everything up for you. So you need to have the person who is uh, registering for the DAS bus needs to be there. They have to be there. And so does the park ticket or magic band because that will then link everyone else. So what I would suggest is you probably were going to... Um, link everyone together on the My Disney Experience app beforehand. You would already have done this, especially if you're staying on site, it automatically does it for you anyway. But um, make sure that everyone is linked together. And then when that person then gets the DAS on this, it will then automatically they'll, they'll go through and double check actually who wants uh, to be linked. But 
you can then make sure that everyone is on there because you'll need that for uh, to actually use the DAS pass as well. Once it is complete, it is done instantaneously. It is done in seconds. So you can start uh, making reservations. So the DAS pass works on the regular standby time. So the regular, so for example, if Mickey Minnie's Runaway uh, Railroad has a 60 minute wait, then the return time is probably going to be about 50 minutes. That's because uh, they work on the assumptions that to get through the, uh, the the lightning lane queue, the shorter queue, will take about 10 minutes or so. So they'll kind of shave off a little bit off of that. So it's kind of, it's vaguely based on that, but there are other kind of factors sometimes that can uh, come into play with that as well. You need to be in the actual park itself before you can start making reservations. So as soon as everyone's tapped in, you can get your phone out straight away. First, everyone does, you see them get their phones out and then go through. You can go through uh, to the, the DAS um, section. It will then come up with, it should automatically come up with the park that you're into that day um, uh, or in at the moment. And then you can scroll through. If a ride is down at that time, you then can't make a lightning lane reservation. So, for example, if Rise of the Resistance is down, you then can't make a uh, return time for Rise of the Resistance because they don't know when the ride's going to come back up or if it will come back up at all. So they won't let you um, make a DAS reservation for it. So that's so to keep in mind. Go on there, you go through and you'll be able to see because it will have underneath um, the current standby uh, time. So you can roughly work out what the um, return time is going to be. But if you actually click on it, it will come up and say the DAS return time. If you're doing this first thing in the morning when lots of people come into the park, that time can change because it's live system. So, and it's done by minute. So, for example, if the, if the return time that is currently shown is 9.31 for the Tower of Terror, uh, by the time you go through, it might say 9.33. It might change by a couple of minutes. Happened to us once it changed by over an hour. Uh, I don't really know what went on there, but it suddenly just jumped up by an hour. So that's something to kind of be mindful of. You can cancel your registration as well. So if you get uh, a time and you think, actually, it's not particularly great for me, uh, or something else has happened, you think, oh, it's, you know, it might be raining. And if you, I can't be bothered to walk towards the other side of the park. It's something a bit closer. Let's book in for that instead. You can cancel it. You can also take people off as well. So if somebody's not, if someone's booked onto it, but it turns out they're not actually going to go, you need to take them off. Otherwise, they'll be blocked from making more reservations in the future. As I said, the DASHA pass holder is the one that needs to make those reservations. So that person needs to be logged in on the My Disney Experience app. They need to make those reservations go through, select the time, and then um, select who's going to be going, and then press confirm, and it will confirm it. It will then pop up uh, on the tip board in the My Day bit on the app. So you can go back, if you forget, like me, forget what time, meant to be back. You can go any time after that. So if your time is 9.30 you could uh, in the morning, you could go at 8 o'clock at night if you really wanted to. Uh, it doesn't matter as long as it is after the time. There is actually a five-minute leeway that you can actually tap in five minutes beforehand. Um, once everyone has tapped in, you can then start making more reservations. We're going to that in a second. It's very, very important. The person who holds the DAS Pass reservation needs to be the first person to tap in. When they tap in, the little Mickey circle will turn blue and that person's photo will pop up on the screen for the cast member. They will then visually verify it's that person that's checking in. Everyone else behind can then tap in, okay? And then it will turn green, okay? 
that is to stop people from giving their past to other people. Unless, of course, you've got a twin who happens to look exactly like you. But if not, the person who holds the DAS uh, needs to be the first one to tap in. Once everyone's tapped in, you can then actually go back on the app. And again, you'll see people doing this. It's once they're in the uh, in the key for the attraction, you just go through and then you just select uh, another return time. So you'll hear people sort of in the in the queue going, what do you fancy doing it? Do you fancy doing Tower of Terror next? Do you fancy going on this? Important to remember as well, if you are park hopping, that you need to have be tapped into that park. So if you start the day in Hollywood Studios and you're making reservations, and then you can pop over to Epcot, you can't start making DAS reservations until you are in Epcot, okay? Once you've tapped in, then you can do it. It won't let you pre-book uh, one in advance, which is different to how Genie, if you have the multi-park one, that will let you book something while still being in another park, okay? So it is a different system. There are a few attractions that you need to have a separate reservation. So if there is a virtual queue, so at the moment that is Gardens of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind and Tron Light Cycle, they require a virtual queue. So you do that at 7 o'clock in the morning like everyone else. And then it doesn't count towards your DAS registration. You then get your boarding group time. Once you then uh, go back to do your boarding group, you then go to there be a customer member there next to a stand that says DAS and usually um, a rider switch as well. Go to there. They will then validate uh, everything for you and then put you into the lightning lane queue. Because if you just use the virtual queue, um, you will then go into the standby queue, which should be a lot longer. So make sure you go to that DAS person. And this is only on the rides that use virtual queues. So at the moment, Tron and uh, also uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Obviously, that can sort of change in the future. They might take them off. Uh, like Rise of the Resistance used to have a virtual queue. Now it doesn't. So, But that does not affect any of your other DAS. So it means that you can have a be in the virtual queue, for example, for Guardians of the Galaxy whilst also being on the DAS for something else. So you could be in the DAS for uh, Frozen Ever After, for example. Can you meet Disney characters? Well, if you have a DAS pass and you want to go to one of the fixed location meets and greets that is on the app, uh, yes, they will come up. Um, anything that sort of has like an, an a return time um, you can use it for. So, for example, we met Olaf in Hollywood Studios. And because that is a fixed location where they're doing meet and greets throughout the day, you can use the DAS Pass to make a reservation uh, and uh, use the lightning lane for that. Basically, if it's got a lightning lane, then yes, you can use it. So if you just see characters walking around the park, just unfortunately have to use the regular queue. Um, you can also use, uh, you can also purchase the lightning lane access um, if you wanted to, um, so that some people do this if they want to go on something sort of twice, for example, if you want to do Guardians twice, you use a virtual queue, but you also then um, buy a Lightning Lane as well. So you can do that. And some people also buy it in conjunction with the Genie Plus as well. If you check out other podcasts, we've got Genie Plus and it sort of goes into more uh, sort of detail. But what it does is if you have Genie Plus, it means that you can be holding more than one reservation at any one time. So you can have your DAS reservation and then you can also be having Genie. And we've got some cheats and uh, tricks that you can use with Genie that you can find on the other podcasts. And that will uh, let you know how to sort of maximize your Genie Plus with uh, DAS. It is one at a time. It's not like Genie where you can get a new one after two hours or anything like that. 
those rules do not apply for DAS. My personal recommendation is that if you uh, don't have a magic band, get a magic band because if you'll be tapping in and out, it saves having to keep going into your wallets and getting out your park tickets and go, whose is this? Especially if not everyone's going to go on the ride. By having your magic band, it's on your wrist. You just tap in nice and easy. Uh, I'd 100 recommend getting your uh, getting a magic band. There's lots of different ones. You've got the magic band plus, which are the ones that light up and vibrate, or you just got the regular kind of old school ones. Uh, I have one of each. Uh, if you go to Disney Springs, uh, it's in the co-op, uh, in there, not co-op like we have in the UK, which is little sort of little convenience stores, but they have the cooperative cop, uh, down there, uh, and they actually can make, um, customized designs. Uh, so you can actually put your name on the magic bands and you, I've got one which has got the Tower of Terror on it. I don't have my name on it, but, uh, you can, uh, you can if you really want to. A few little tips have a backup for anything that you kind of particularly want to go on because rides can go down. So for example, something like Rise of the Resistance generally will go down twice per day. If you're wanting to do that and the ride's gone down, have a backup plan for something else that you can do. If you haven't already booked your holiday to Orlando yet, uh, please get in touch using the uh, links in the show notes or visit orlandoinsider.co.uk. That's orlandoinsider.co.uk, all one word. And one of our accessible travel experts will get in touch and be able to help you plan the most amazing trip uh, to Walt Disney World and also if you want to go to Universal Studios and anywhere else uh, in Florida as well. We're here to make sure that you have the absolutely best uh, holiday possible. Uh, going to Orlando itself can be confusing at the best of times, adding in things like DAS and that kind of stuff, uh, especially if you kind of need, need additional things in like, for example, in the hotels or you need to rent wheelchairs, that kind of stuff. We have all the contacts to be able to sort all that kind of stuff out for you so please get in touch uh we have a podcast uh, all about traveling we have another podcast where i speak to uh, one of our travel experts uh, steve and he's going to go through all the different kind of ways that you can book uh and all the different sort of considerations for going to orlando uh, when you book to go there so uh, please get in touch uh, i said it's orlandoinsider.co.uk all the links are in the show notes and we'll be more than happy to help uh, if you found this useful, then please uh, subscribe. It means you'll be getting even more information uh, every week coming for you, uh, for your podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And if you can leave us a rating review uh, on Apple, that'd be absolutely fantastic as well. Well, thank you very much and have a magical day.